Welcome back to a, another episode of our new title, The Ordinary Experience. The name has changed from I Will Name This Podcast Later. I know some people have reservations about that, but I feel it reflects the content that we're producing and the stories that we're telling and the overall purpose of what we're trying to achieve with this podcast. So my guest today is a good friend of mine, or another good friend of mine, Neem Patel. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, good, good morning, afternoon. good evening. It's it's afternoon. It's afternoon. Yeah. I was thinking, is it morning or afternoon? <laughs> How have you been? Yeah, no, I've been good. Just doing me, really. Just uh, doing you? School? Yeah. How's that? School's good. Second year of A-levels. It's a bit it's more stressful than past years, really. Obviously, with COVID and stuff as well. How have you transitioned with dealing with that? Because obviously, year 12, you did without COVID. Yeah. And then year 13 has been with COVID. How's that been? Yeah, no, that was that was messed up. Like the government needs to do something about it. Because <laughs> We're getting into politics now. <laughs> yeah, like, so like obviously so no, to be honest, I felt like I did have a year twelve. Because year twelve is meant to be your like relaxation year really of mm -hmm. sick form, like your fun year. But I felt like I I did have it for the first part and obviously we ended school in March, I think it was. Right. And then so after March we've got March, April, May, June. July so five months of school which we've missed and can't really lie the school didn't really do much for the sixth form especially because I know people in year 11 in the secondary school and they had like a lot of they had like proper lessons so like online learning and stuff like how that. have you found that because obviously that's been that's got to be an adaptation as well because you're, yeah. you're dealing with you're usually dealing with teachers teaching you mm. or have you always been a self-learner type of guy I've been more of a self learner. Um, I'm I, I cram. Well, I've, I used to, other than this year, before I would cram a lot of stuff. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't revise. I would I would learn, carry on doing stuff, but I'm better suited to like revising later, like later. So more closer to. Exams. I need to show you some some revising videos. I'm going to send really? you after this. I'll send you a couple a couple <laughs> of videos that I found you saw. Really, what was that? Like? The uh, it's actually the guy that got me into kind of YouTube. Yeah. His name's Ali Abdel. I I rinse his name because I think he's such an awesome guy. <laughs> he uh he's a part time doctor, part time YouTuber. Yeah. Went to Ken went to Kenya, went to Cambridge, <laughs> and studied medicine okay. there. But he makes productivity videos and kind of he started doing his YouTube on revision videos and how to revise. Yeah. And re revision techniques. And some of the stuff that he uses are passed on to you and so that you can use it for your exams and stuff. That'd be great. Cheers. I've known Niam for how many years now? Ishan and Samir known each other. Oh, Ishan and Samir. Yeah, so, so our brothers first met yeah. and then myself and Niam met. So we've known each other for like a good five, no, six, More than six seven, years. eight. When did you join the school? So I've been at the school for six or seven years now. But you, I knew so, you beforehand. Yeah. So about eight or nine years. So eight or nine. Wow. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. So I've I've watched Niam grow into the man, not the boy, but the man that he is today. So I remember I remember Niam as a kid, this kind of small, scraggly kid joining yeah. school there because we went to the same school. Chachunda. Huh? Chachunda. <laughs> and we we sort we sort of grown together and but I haven't seen Niam for a while. And today was sort of me wanting to explore Niam's life and tell Niam's story of growth that he's been through in catch-up isn't it yeah it's like a it's like a very long overdue catch-up yeah. learning about your life mm -hmm. and diving into some of that so tell me what it's been like 
going to the school that we go to? Because we obviously go to, well, I went to a boarding school, you go to a boarding school. Yeah. What's that like? It's, it's like, it's a whole new world within itself. Like if I'm being totally honest, it's a whole new world within itself. But for me, because I was a day boarder, which means you get to go to school and you go there for the day and you come back, but you get to stay however long you want with mm -hmm. the boarders. It was like going from one world to another because. Did because, you go, you, you didn't go to a boarding school before that, did you? No, I didn't. I, we, we went to, I went to a school up in primary school up in Croydon, but even, even from Croydon to Red Hill, Riot area was a massive culture shock, even though they're so close together. Really? It's a big culture shock. And you were able to realize, you like, you, you realized that at the age that you were, so what, like 11? Yeah, at 11, because... What's the difference? So it's, it's a massively racial difference as well. Racial so, difference? Like cultural, sorry, cultural difference. So my school back in Croydon was just full of Indians and Nigerians and Ghanaians, like all of these people. And going into year seven to year nine, especially. Basically, I had one or two, like, uh, one or two brown or black friends and the rest were just from here and white. And it was just like, the, just the cult, the cultural, like, what I'd, what I'd like say, what I'd learn, what, what I'd hang around with was just completely different. So Were like, you comfortable initially? Um... Well, obviously I did have a few white friends in Croydon, but even they're different to what I, I was like in Reigate. So do you feel that the Neum of today doesn't have the same sort of friends as the Neum of... Not necessarily. Okay. Because, so from year seven, coming, um, going to Royal Alexandria and Albert, the, the people in, were like a lot different, a lot nicer people. Going from year six to seven is a massive change within itself. Like you get exposed to a lot of more, a lot more stuff in life. Mm -hmm. And at REA, um, it was like, it was like, it was like when you go outside of the school, mm -hmm. it's so much different to when you're inside of school. Inside you live in like a fairyland. Yeah, yeah. Because like, schools across the road because I was friends with a lot of people from other schools around right. here as well. They would like, it's like little stuff. Like they used to go, they used to go home straight after school and at like, however, like four o'clock, three thirty. Mm -hmm. And like, for me, I used to stay at school for a good two, three hours, just chilling and ch hanging around with friends and stuff like that was like weird to them. What's that like on developing relationships with people? Because boarding school, granted, I feel like it's a little bit ancestral. Like all you know are those people and you get to know them. You can get to know them really, really well. Yeah. And so they become sort of like your brothers and sisters in a way. Like how has it been for you over the course of your time there? Because you're coming to an end now, right? Yeah. What's it been like developing the relationships with people and your friends, your 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 guy, your friends that are guys, your friends that are girls. Yeah. So before I went to RAA, I was, I think I was a pretty, not, I've never been a shy person, but it, it was hard, like not hard, but it was like weird for me to make new friends. Really? So I was more segregated. I wasn't open to knowing like, so I was in, so I was, I've, 
not to not to brag, but I've always been like one of the popular people at school. Why why do you think that is? Just dive into that. Probably then? to like. I think it's to do with sport, really. I've always been good at sport, always been in so the top So people team. gravitate, you feel that people gravitate towards you? Yeah. And if you're in a sports I team, mean, I'd say it's the looks, but... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for the girls, but I don't know. Yeah, no, but, yeah, no, because when you're at a sports team, you just create friends around you by playing with them. So from being... So from... Uh, what was I saying? Talking about developing relationships, yeah, being a shy so, kid. I wasn't really open to knowing like people who are less like me, really. That's what I wanted. Yeah. So I wasn't really open to knowing people less like me. I wasn't really friends with them, but I knew them. Like I've always known people. So when I got into year seven, first few weeks, I was just friends with the people who were kind of like me and who I met on the induction day back in year six, I think I remember. But as year seven went along, I started to make more and more friends. But I was still, we had a massive group, but I was still segregated towards like one group. Right. But then I also had my groups outside of school. Because you obviously came from a, from a different school, yeah. Yeah. So I had, so it's weird. I've, I, have, I have a lot of friendship groups. I went from my friends from my old school, mm-hmm. friends at my school, and then friends just like round here. So you've got your St. B's, your Warwick's. Right. You've got, well, now I've got Rygate College, mm-hmm. people and friends with there. And then I just made my own massive social circle between all of them. So I would go from one group to one. But group. as a day pupil, you're able to do that, right? Yeah. And I think if you're a boarder, especially, I think it's near enough impossible to do that. Because you've got your friends like, as a boarder, you've got your friends from your home country or kind yeah, of your home exactly. city. Yeah, exactly. Then you come to RANA, yeah, and that's just that's just left there. It's yeah, put on like when I when back. I like what people would what I'd find weird sometimes if is when boarders had friends at home. You'd find that weird, yeah, because when I when I came to this school, um, a lot of the boarders' only friends were in RAA, mm-hmm. and it was really weird to hear that they had friends outside of school because they never would really talk about them right and they but like it was very rare for a boarder to have like other friends outside of school so that's what that's what was really kind of weird about that but that was my year and I think my year especially we've always been like the different year in the school why do you say that I don't know like every teacher has said, I don't know if you remember, but every, like, it was our year, and I, what, what year? I think it was the year below you. Okay. So, no, so the year above Ishan and Samir. Mm-hmm. They always said that our year and that year were like the worst years. Like, worst years in terms of what behavior and stuff were Behavior just the- and just more like, at, like uh, our, our culture. So, we'd always be compared to like gangs and stuff like that. Why? Do you, do you ever feel like you kind of went down that route of being that naughty kid? Yeah, 100%. I do you mean... Feel, do you, well, okay, so let's dive into that. Why? Why do you feel that you were the naughty kid? Or why did you feel like you went down that path? I think, so obviously, me making friends mm-hmm. was a big part of that. But not as well, because people always used to say you're influenced by people, you're influenced by people. But me as a person feels like I don't get influenced by people. I influence myself. Okay. So whatever I do and is my doing and I control what I do myself, no one actually controls me. Okay. So why why did you feel like you were the naughty kid then? I think 
a lot of it was, I, I, I can't lie, I was immature. That's okay. one bit. Yeah, but was, you're young, right? Yeah, you can't expect young, it to be a true. Immature like. back then. So when I was naughty, so year 10 days. Then when I was naughty, it's yeah. like years ago. Yeah, it's like year 10 parts of year 11, mm-hmm. not really year 11, but year 10. And year 10, year 9, year 8, yeah, definitely, yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so them days I was like, my persona, my like personality, like personality as in emotions wise was de- very different. What was going through your head at those times? Do you remember what was going through your head at those times? Honestly, I don't know. Like I was a very like compulsive, like, someone who used to argue all the time and I used to just I, I used to get angry like not quickly but I used to get angry and then like now you've simmered down a little not even a little like I don't get faced by the littlest thing I'll just accept it and move on obviously if something big big happens mm-hmm. I won't have have it but if something hap- like if something that would be there to anger me I'm not really faced by it anymore I really really have calmed down in that sense. I'm just like hundred percent looking for positive vibes. And Was it like an instantaneous thing where it was like one moment you realized that you were, you were this kid that was going down this path or this trajectory of not being the person that you wanted to be, or yeah. was it, and then you, sorry. And then you changed into, you changed into this kind of individual that doesn't get phased by things or was it a slower process? It was fairly quick. If you think as in how, like that something to that magnitude. Cause that's a, that's a yeah. big mindset change. Yeah. If you think of something to that big of a mag, that bag magnitude of mindset change, mm-hmm. it was fairly quick. It literally. So if I think it was 2018 to 19, mm-hmm. so you've got that big uh, winter term yeah, from where you change. No, you got that big winter term. Uh, till Christmas yes and then it was really after that Christmas term I didn't realize it at the time but where you'd your GCSEs were coming up and then you had um, prom and then you had all this stuff it was from then so it's from that Christmas till the end of year 11 really where I I changed really like my mindset changed did your family and friends notice it um no not really everyone noticed the the fairly obvious part is that i changed in like i was a very naughty kid and then i changed into but that was a conscious decision you made wasn't it uh, it was i think it was um unconscious really okay yeah i i didn't realize that because the main thing that would get me in trouble was well back in the day it was because i'd done something stupid but define it, stupid, like so, like throwing a glue stick or. Well, I mean, come on, man! Yeah. Throwing <laughs> glue sticks in a classroom, don't you realize that's a health hazard? <laughs> yeah, but that's that. That would that would be the first thing, right? This is when I realized that okay, I've changed because that would be the first thing. Back in the day, I'd do something stupid like that, but I'd I I back myself. Like I'd argue back to the teacher, I'd argue back to anyone who tried to like annoy me, really. And mm. I was just constant argue. I used to argue like isolation was my home and like i used to just what was like i used to walk out of lessons and really yeah i was i was like i was like i when when it the art when the argument got to that point i'll just be like i've had enough and i'd walk out the lesson because you know it's a big thing to just walk out of a lesson do you think you did it because okay so obviously you say you back yourself right 
but did you ever do it just because of the the uh, the being seen aspect of it of your mates and and everyone around you going ooh because you know when you like to you some said, extent to yeah. some extent to that. some extent so yeah. it fueled your ego a little bit yeah to do that. yeah yeah it did like that was a small part of it but yeah it, yeah but it was also the fact that you see you see the other person as a villain as soon as they like do something that annoys you mm -hmm. and then it was also the fact of like I think I'm getting picked on. Why, why? Why do you think you're getting picked on? I, 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 Did you like, ever play the brown teachers, card? Yeah, by teachers. I thought I was getting picked on, but then now I realise I was never picked on. You just realised you were doing dumb stuff. Uh, yeah, I realised. But every every teacher used to think I was freaking Albert Einstein, Albert Einstein. Like they thought I was the smartest person in the world, and the reason why they would pick on me is because they thought I had a lot of t potential and what. Okay, so you, you say they realize, they thought that you had a lot of potential. but Yeah, so I'd do something stupid and they'll be like, You're, I'm, I'm better than that. I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be doing something stupid like that. Right. And then, yeah, but this is now, this is like when I've realized, oh, I used to do stupid stuff back then. And now I'm just like, I've realized, oh, that's why they used to tell, that's why she used to only tell me off. And that's because I, I, I had, um, at one point I had two, three or four mentors at school. That used to just mentors. Like, what do you mean mentors? So like, so I had Miss Fraser back mm -hmm. in year eight and nine. She helped me out a lot. Just got got me through like school stuff and mm -hmm. helped me uh, elevate. And then I had I think I had Miss Smith who was the isolation. Guy Smith. Yeah. yeah um, no. No. Miss Smith. Miss uh, Mrs. I, Smith. So Deborah Smith. Ah, Debbie Smith. Yeah, Debbie yeah, Smith. Okay. Yeah, she was like the top one. I still speak to her, go go over there speak to her, just have a chat. Um, and there was Mr. Brown. Yeah, Brownie was good. Yeah. Is he still there? Yeah, he's still there. My he God. A, I think he has two kids now, one kid. Two, one kids. or two kids, yeah. Damn, man. And who else? I think that was it, three, yeah. But even like, yeah, so they, they would explain to me stuff like this, especially Miss Smith. She would explain to me like, they don't hate you. They just see a lot of potential in you. Hmm. And at, the, at that point, I was just like, nah, they hate me. I, I don't, You're just stuff. having none of it. Yeah, I was just having none of it. But after that mindset change, and I've hmm. calmed down a lot from like January 2019 to like now, like I've just been really, I've, I've calmed down a lot. I'm a really calm, like calm person, but I'm very hyperactive. And I socialize so mentally you're calm. Yeah. But physically you're hyperactive. Yeah. That hyperactivity has always been your personality. Though, yeah, right? exactly. That's what I mean. So, so now you're just you're you're challenging you're channeling that energy. Yeah. So I've never ever talked to anyone about my mindsets before. Really? Yeah. Never. I've so never... this is the first time you're exploring this. Yeah. In the really. Open. I yeah. Appreciate like, that. I'm as I'm talking to you. I'm like, oh crap, that's what I've done. Oh, oh crap, this is what. But, yeah. but, so, you know, to to go off on a little bit of a tangent, we um, I started this podcast because I wanted to be able to understand my own mindset. Yeah. And I realized that. The one thing that stood against me was my own memory because my your brain plays tricks on you. Yeah, it will remember situations in different ways. Like, think about the most painful thing that happened to you ever. You broke your leg, didn't you? I tore my ACL. You tore your ACL. That was must have been excruciating. Yeah. in the moment, right? But you think back to that pain. Can you replace it? Can you can you actually envision what the pain is still like? Can you get it through you? No. But that's my point. Your brain will play tricks on you because it will dampen the impact. So. Yeah. The whole podcast started with me freezing my mindset in time and freezing my thoughts and feelings in time. Yeah. 
So I appreciate you taking the time to to actually open up and yeah, it was listen like, to yourself. Listen to yourself in a way, mm, right? It was like when you texted me a few days ago, mm-hmm. I was and chatted on the phone. Yeah, I was like, I was after that. I was like thinking, oh wow, that probably made me think how much I've actually come along from like when I was a kid to like now. It, it's weird when someone says it to you and you clock it. Yeah. And you see how far you've come because we forget to look back, don't we? Yeah. 100%. We just forget to see how far we've come because obviously you've gone from like the naughty kid, as you said, to I hear now your prefect and you're holding, you're not prefect, your head boy and you're holding that mantle down. Yeah. And prefect at Rask, sorry, head boy at Rask is a big deal because of the kind of institution that it is. Yeah, 100%. What made you even decide to run for that? Was it just like a, fuck it, let's do this? You know what? I, what I said. Run me through the process. Yeah, right? so initially I just ticked the head boy books because I was thought, why not? Yeah. I, I wanted to be a prefect because I think it would make my mum proud. Mm-hmm. It would make like a lot of the teachers who helped me through the, them proud to see off. So you weren't even doing it for yourself uh, in a way? Not really, no. I thought, because... To an extent, I was, yeah, I was doing mm-hmm. it for myself. I was like, yeah, it'd be good for my UCAS reference. Okay, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and also it'd just be like, like I remember, I think it was, I don't know if you know Obafemi. I think I've heard. Yeah, so he was telling, he, like me and my friend, like, we were thinking whether to apply for prefects or not. He was in the year above you? Yeah. Okay, so I think I've come across the name. Yeah, and he was explaining to us what prefect actually does for yourself. And he said it really matures you as a person. Right. Yeah. Like that's what he said to us, and he's like, as he's like, he told us as as a as a person himself, from when he was not prefect to when he is prefect, mm-hmm. it's like really helped him come along, improved him as a person. So I was like, all right, I like, I want, I want, I want to see that happen. So I applied. Dude, you're you're becoming a really conscious individual. It's quite amazing. What do you mean? So like, you're you're really conscious about yourself now in a good way, in a positive manner, rather yeah. than being self-conscious in the way that's a negative manner. So you taking the time to think to yourself, actually, that's something that I want to see. I want to see myself grow at the age of 18 is so powerful. Like at, um, during that mindset change of, between 2019 and whatnot, it was one of those big things was doing stuff to make myself proud, not to make, no, doing myself to make myself, make, no, wait, what's, what's what I'm looking for? Take your time. Doing stuff to make, um, not doing stuff to make myself look good for other people. Okay, yeah. But doing stuff for myself, for mm-hmm. my, like for me, because that's because I'm I'm doing stuff for me, not really for the pleasure of other people. Absolutely. Yeah. So like that was one big thing, and I think that was a bit that like made me want to apply for the prefect. And then so you had this talk with you had this chat with Obafemi. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I want to see myself grow in that way. Because I, I, I saw a massive change between from me and year 11. No, me and year 10. Mm-hmm. But there were still some aspects of like... You just wanted you wanted to iron out a little. Yeah, yeah, out 100, yeah, 100%. Sharpen out the edges. Yeah, like... And so I applied for prefect, mm-hmm. took the head boy. I, I, I'm not going to lie, I just took the head boy, head boy box just like for why not. Because if, like, yeah, I didn't really think it through. I 100% didn't think I'd get it. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. I did not think it. So you any... even you even doubted yourself in it. Yeah. So I... you thought that someone else would get it. Yeah, I did not think I'd get it. And what was 
So I didn't think I'd get 100% that before. But what was a massive shock was when I got it. Mm. Um, so this year, coming back to school, a lot of people in my year expected me to get either the deputy head boy or the head boy. So tell me, when did you, because I know it might have changed a little. I went through the interview process at the back end of year 12. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that like? So did they, so, did they choose you and tell you then or did they yeah, tell you? So in you year apply for prefect uh -huh. and then prefect list got shown. Yep. And so you have to become a prefect before you become a. Yeah. Yeah. So prefect, uh, Miss Bellaby sent out the prefect list. Mm -hmm. Miss Bellaby is your head of sixth form. Yeah. He sent out the new senior prefects. And then straight after that, they'd send you like, about four in four individuals. Right. No, four, five, four, four individuals emails on if they got an interview to become the head boy, head girl. Okay. And it's not an interview to become deputy because if you don't get head boy, you still may get deputy. Mm -hmm. It's out of those four to get head boy, head, deputy, head boy. So do you, who was in the running? Was it you? Me, a boy called Alfie, a boy called Alex and a boy called Jason. Are they friends of yours? Mm, so. Or more peers, just peers. Yeah, well, it's weird. It's weird. So. If we like um, tangent away yeah. back to like making friends. Mm -hmm. um, so when I went through, it was, I think it was, so year seven and eight, I was pretty confined to my own group and I wasn't really, well, I was, I was friends with a lot of people, but I wasn't, I wasn't really friends with people who are not like me. I got you. And then I, from year nine, I made friends with a lot more people. So you came out your shell a little more. Yeah. So I think I, I remember that year. Yeah. I like I made friends with like people who who would be I don't know who you know the type of people who just played table tennis twenty four seven just because because the, the schools were table tennis yeah in like the, houses, the people right? the type of people who just houses. play computer games or the, okay that top set maths or like I wouldn't really be friends with those type of people if you know what oh, I mean. so there was a clear divide in where your friendship group stood yeah a hundred percent. With girls, it's a bit different. Okay. We could dive was, into that. I was, I was we could dive into that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but with the boys, 100%, I was like friends with a lot of different people. And then from year nine to 10 to 11, obviously I had my core group. Mm -hmm. 30, Everyone's got their core group. About 25 boys of us. Because I don't know if I told you, from year nine to 10, we literally turned into a London school. What do you mean? So I was friends with near enough about two or three uh, black boys. So I think I was one out of three Indians in my in, in my. I wasn't really friends with them. Okay. But um, from year nine to ten, oh, I don't know what this, what came what what <laughs> triggered it. But about I don't know half the year was like a lot of Nigerians from Lagos <laughs> joined the school. A lot of. London boys during the school. So we had boys from Harris Academies across the school. Because I feel like our school has always been kind of a melting pot of different people. Yeah. Like always. And it's always been a sort of dropout type of, if you can't get into Whitgift, you come to Ras. It's, yeah, but it's changed now. Okay. So it's still that, but it's also changed from, so so from year nine to 11, that like changed. So that there was a group of 25, 26 of us. And there was only one or two white people in our group. Mm -hmm. So from changing that, it was like, I've gone back to like my school. Like Your primary been, school. Yeah. So like I've, school. I'm, I'm like, back, so I'm like, I've experienced this and now I'm back to this. So I've got two different things to go. Mm -hmm. And then it became like my friends 
from outside of school round here, Rygate Red Hill area, they were near enough more like what I had experienced in year seven, eight and nine. Okay. And then my friends in year 10 to 11 are what I experienced in, well, even year 12 and 13. Like, well, a lot of them left, but there's still like a massive group of us. Okay. But yeah, so from year 10 and onwards to now, it's like, all right, I'm back to like, what I was. So it's like my school friends were like, my school friends were uh, the people who I experienced back in year six and seven and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then my outside of school friends, so for around Croydon, around Coulston, Red Hill, Rygate, all of them, they're like what I, what my friends were like in year seven, eight, and nine. Okay. And then, so we're talking about yeah, Pierce, so, you're for the the four candidates. Yes. So two of them, I was like mutual friends with, I was mm-hmm. friends with. Yeah, I'd consider, I'd consider them friends. And one of they them, might listen to this. Huh? <laughs> they might listen to this. Yeah, you know, you know, they're friends. Yeah, no, yeah, they're friends. I, I speak to them. And then one of them was just like really clear, but now because he's the deputy head boy, I'm friends with him. And then... It's all right. From... So... Friends with the deputy head boy. Friends with deputy head boy. So out of those four people, I was like, okay, they're much more head boy type of people than me. They've got the kind of panache and the character that you'd assume a head boy would have. They've got the typical head boy character. Uh-huh. So, like, you know, Kieran Wilson. Yes. And then Kieran Bostel. Nah, I don't know. Okay. Well, they, they're like your typical RA head boys. Okay. I mean, you could put, throw my name in the mix. Yeah, no, you were like back in the day. I'm, because, like, okay, in the recent past. In the recent past. <laughs> recent years. Are you making me sound old now, man? I'm only a couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait, when were you head boy? I was head boy 2016. Yeah, 2016. 2015, 2016. Okay, I was in year eight. Yeah. Yeah, so they were your typical head boy. Right. There's a certain character that that you you define as a head boy. And it's not the perfect student, but it's like this well-rounded individual, right? Exactly. And they were well-rounded to it like circles yeah and i was like i was like um i was like okay there's no way so did you think your baggage of the past of this naughty kid that was around in like year eight year seven that's what i used swear yeah really? i used it go on so obviously we've got her interviews mm. so how did the interview process work what was what no, that we've like done it on microsoft teams because covid and okay yeah so slicked my hair because my hair was massive like long it was like down here so I, I was like make myself look presentable slick it back kind of and then so I got an interview with two deputy heads okay because there's three of them now isn't it yeah. it's that whole pyramid structure yeah exactly well yeah it is we'll get yeah, that's a topic for another conversation <laughs> yeah so I got an interview with them and I I knew I knew both of them. I, yeah I knew both deputy heads okay but they're new deputy heads so you, I don't think you, you okay and I used the fact that I was naughty and I've changed a lot and that I could be a role model for those type of people. Oh, that's a nice buzzword. Yeah. And I was like, I could, I could be a role model for the people who are good at sports but can't get in a sports team because they're on Red Report or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or they're really smart 
but they're holding themselves back because they're walking out of class or emotionally unstable. So you use that to your advantage? I was like, I can, I can, because I was a peer listener back in, I mentored a little kid who was exactly like me. And that's what really drove me to say, oh, I could be a role model to these people. Right. Because he changed a lot, but he's left now. But Do you still keep in contact with him or now? Um, I can't. He's in year seven, so I didn't really have... I had his email, ah, okay. but he his email. doesn't use his email anymore, does he? The year sevens don't really use their email. But watching him change as a person, I was like, okay, no, I could, I could do I could He's like culturing someone. Yeah. It's your little baby. Yeah, your little <laughs> yeah, baby. 100%. Like, in a way that you're looking after. And you're yeah, so like he was good at sport. <laughs> he had a knee injury. <laughs> he was like... Just like mini you. Yeah, he's like, he was naughty. He couldn't get to sports team because he was naughty. Mm-hmm. So I, I mentored that little kid, and I, I got him. I got him straight here. I got him to where he, where he wants to be. Well, not myself, but I had hope. Um, so after doing that, I was like, okay, I can use this. I can do this and become a head boy. Mm. I, I, after even doing that, I, was, I had I had more hope, but mm. I, I was like, nah, it's it's these two people. There's there's no way. So I I done that, and then. Um, I used that and one of the deputy heads is like head of like peer, the peer listeners as well. Right. So, oh, okay. That's, that's like more um, brownie points just to say that in, in front of him. And um, so after that, they obviously had all the interviews and I got a call from the deputy head and she's like, he's talking to me about my interview and like, like this is like a few days, but after. Oh really? Yeah. So, they gave you feedback. Yeah. No, 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 no. So she, she talk about my interview. She's like she's talking to me how like, how she liked my interview. Okay. And then so towards the end, she's like, "I would like you to be the head boy." But I thought that was her personal opinion. Okay. Yeah. So like I did I did actually realize she's telling me oh I'm the head boy, so like she's she's saying that that's her personal opinion like because we knew each other. Okay. She's like, I would put, I would like you to be the head boy. So I'm just like, I'm just saying like, okay, yeah, yeah. Just like, because I didn't know she's, she's actually, and then like literally just about, just about to end the call, she goes, so can you not put anything on social media? And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? And I was like, I'm, I'm the head boy. I was like, I was so, I was like, wait, I was she shocked. asked, wait, she asked you not to put anything on social media? No. You can't put it until the announcement, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Ain't it? Yeah, but that's the moment I realised, oh, sh- oh, shit, I'm the head boy. That, what was that moment like? I was shocked. Like, I called, <laughs> called mum up, yeah, and she goes, now you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ring up the teacher again? Be like, look, look, I need you to explain to my mum that I'm head boy. Yeah, no, she thought I was lying. So I, she thought, like, she fully thought I was lying for, like, a good hour because it took them an hour to, like, release it, like, send an email to, like, the whole school. Right. So as soon as I screenshotted it, I send it to mom. She's like, oh, you're the head boy. She goes, all right, you need to get some new suits for, um, you need to get some new suits. You need to make sure you have a haircut, shave that beard. I was like, oh, for God's sake. Because she, she was like, she was really, like, I was quite worried myself. What? Based on what? Worried about what? Work-wise, like, fitting in the work. Yeah, but. Yeah, I know, but I was, I was gassed. Like, I got heaps and heaps of messages snapchats and everything like loads of snapchats saying how did you do this what mm. this is crazy like people were shocked like no not people 
my friend, no, 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 actually, no. People were shocked at first. Mm. But then I've come back to school in year 13 and they're like, no, nah, we expected you to get it. And they're lying. They're yeah. Lying. They've yeah. had a summer to, to sit on it. Like, but my friends, like my friends said that, but people who were my friends, but not my close friends, mm-hmm. they said, no, nah, we did, ex- like, we expected you to get either head boy or deputy head boy. And I think that's because... Did you, did you think that you'd even be in the running for deputy head boy? Or I do you think you had a shot? Yeah, no, I think I had a shot for deputy. I was like, I'd like to be deputy head boy. I, I wouldn't mind that. I think I had a shot for that because obviously, because I'm seen as, I'm, I'm, what every teacher tells me is that I'm massively seen as a leader in mm. our year. So it's a nice feeling. Isn't yeah, it? I know. Like, because I was like, always like the captains of one of the sports teams. Like, mm-hmm. And then like, my, like I remember because we used to hang around outside Gloucester, you know that bit? Yep. There would just be a 30 of us. And, you know, I said we were looked at at like a gang because mm-hmm. it was a bunch of black boys, a bunch of like me. Just and, straight up stereotypes. Yeah, like teachers used to, and we used to get really offended by it. But they used to pull me aside and say, Neem, if you leave, they'll leave. I was like, what? I, 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 that, like, oh, so then, you didn't even realise what they were saying until yeah. someone told you that they see you as a leader and yeah. then it kind of, all the pieces fell into place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, like, they were like, you just needed someone to sit you down yeah, and just so like run you through the grand scheme Yeah, of this things. was at the the mid midway of so December 2018, uh-huh. where Ishan and Samir were in year 13. Our brothers, right? Yeah. I played for in the Gordons match, which is rugby, football. Yeah, ru- f- rugby. And you know how that's on. And it was home. Yeah, and it was a massive a, match. Yeah. Okay, so for those that don't know, the rugby kind of. Um, at Ross is one of the biggest sports. It's the biggest, isn't it? We've got like four or five rugby pitches. Three, four or five. Four or five rugby pitches. So it's a massive, massive sport at Ross. And the Gordon's rivalry goes back like decades, doesn't yeah. it? Like it's like it's like El Clasico. It's like fucking. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a little bit like our, like our El Clasico. Yeah, there's, a, there's a separate cup for the first team rugby match. Uh, yeah, it's it's mad. I like I never played in it, but go on. Yeah, so I played there mm. and then just it was it was one of the best moments of like my life i think because just like it was like playing in a stadium like that's crazy like we were talking about basketball mm-hmm. like rubbish it must be to not play playing the bubble yeah exactly yeah. like to play with fans was crazy like you, you just hear the crowd like even though it was a few few hundred people were you captain no i was playing for two years up so i, I wouldn't be captain you were playing for two years up? Yeah. That's, oh, wow. Yeah, I was playing for the first team when I was in year 11. Damn, man. And then that, that, at that moment, I was like, oh. And then some, like teacher came, like Mr. Brown, I think it was. He was like, yeah, so the younger year, they were like, oh, I want to be like Neem. And like the year that seven. That must have been a phenomenal like, feeling. You know what's crazy? Like what's the most crazy thing? So it was like back in when I was playing the Gordons match mm-hmm. for the first team. Now, because I'm head boy, it's like the fact that like little junior school kids and year sevens, they come up to you like like they're fans. Like that that was like You're crazy. lucky you got that. I never got that. You didn't get that. Like I remember because I was doing the we'd done a remembrance service and I had to read out the names. Yeah, that. I know what you're on about. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> we done it on video, the whole school had to watch. Okay. Oh, you didn't have to deal with any of the logistics of of you know where I, to walk I, and... I still had to carry out I still had to carry the big candle thing oh okay so it, so you actually did it yeah it we was did just... it in St. Andrew's Church okay and 
Um, so the Remembrance Service at Ross is another big highlight of the year. Mm. And it's, why why do we do it? We do it because we're a Christian school predominantly. Yeah. And we've got a church on campus. We've got, a, we, we have a chaplain and we follow it every year on the yeah. dot. Yeah, on Remembrance Day, people, people that served from the school because the roots of the school were in the well, some of the roots of the school are in the army, mm. and it is a big deal for the kind of senior management upper tiers of the school. Hundred percent, head boy, head girls, deputy head boy, head girls. So it's it's a big deal. Like that and Founders Day, yeah, are two of the biggest deals. Yeah, hundred percent. It's when you're on show in kind of air quotes. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I've done that, and every, the whole school had to watch it, mm. and then I've because I'm like I was on like it was basically like being on TV. Mm -hmm. I've just come out of like um, one of my lessons, walk into like suddenly, and I've just had a bunch of people come up. Are you the guy who was on the thing? You're the head boy. I was like, um. oh. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, so everyone, everyone knows me like that. Little claims of fame. It's not. It's not even a claim to fame. It is a. It's a real honor. It yeah. is fame in a way. Yeah, like the clout is mad. <laughs> <laughs> clout chaser. <laughs> yeah. So you come a long way, man. Yeah, come man. a long way. It must be crazy to look back yeah, and like, see the difference. I've never really looked back in it like I am now, really, to be honest. And you just, you kind of just put the pieces together, don't you? And you mm -hmm. think, well, someone was telling me this. I was just too immature, too naive yeah. to understand. And then now I'm like, oh, I understand now. What's it like having fans? Having fans? I don't have any of them. You didn't? I, like even, even as head boy, like I never, I never had fans. Well, I say fans in the way that you're describing fans. So people would come up to you and be like, yeah. oh, you're head boy. Like, <laughs> I never got that. I never got that. I get that. You get that for a bit when you leave school. Okay. Because you kind of the three years below you know who you are. So you come back to school and you feel like a celebrity. Yeah. It's a weird oh, yeah, feeling. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. And, and um, I'm sure people that have left schools and come back, it must feel like that for them. But because ours is such a big campus, you go back and there's a couple thousand students on this massive thing. You bump into people and you bump into teachers and you kind of feel like a... It's literally... It, I don't want to say this because I haven't I haven't been to uni, but it seems like a mini university. That's exactly how yeah. I describe Ross. It prepares you... It prepares you in terms of what uni is physically like, yeah. like in, in the, the environment of university mm. and what that could be like. But it doesn't prepare you... For outside life. Yeah, it doesn't prepare you for outside because you live in a I bona fide mean, bubble. Because I'm a day builder, mm. I'm, I, w I was prepared for outside life and I've been really independent in my life. But going to school and looking at borders, you were stuck there 24-7. Yeah, like, it's bad. I'm like... Ah, like but some of the borders, going, border stories like, are crazy. What was crazy, I think it was year 10, we were going to Crepes and Cones for like one of our mates' birthdays. How is it? I've never it's, been. It's, it's nice. <laughs> Oreo pancakes. I'll make sure I add it to my yeah, list. It's, it's nice, trust me. Go. But it's expensive. Is it? Yeah, it's expensive. Well, you can pay because you're a head boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so we were going to Crips and Cones, yeah. And I was go we were going with my mates. <laughs> One of my mates from Nepal. Mm. <laughs> Never failed to make me laugh too so much. Shout got, him out. Huh? Shout him out. Uh, Sahil Rai. You know Sahil? So, no, I don't you know, so, he go, so we go to um, Crips and Cones. So we're going to Crips and Cones. We're going to Rental Station. And he's like, he didn't know what a train ticket was. I was like, I was shocked. I was like, what? No, 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 not train ticket. He knew what, no, he obviously knew what a train ticket was. He didn't know how to put it in the machine. Really? Yeah. That is wild. Yeah, I was like, wow. 
That's but obviously most borders aren't like that because they... But, but even even the cases... Even, it's just even like stuff like that. Like case yeah, like just that just like kind that, of puts that. life in perspective a little, mm. doesn't it? It's stuff like that that just made me realise, oh yeah, borders don't really... Some borders don't really know much about life. It's the difference between day border and border. Yeah, the ones that live in London... They, yeah, they they know their way around. They know they kind of they get the vibe of what needs yeah, to happen. Like, but the ones I, that come from yeah. other countries. So like my like my boys from London, mm. I could like connect with them in a certain way because I yeah. I knew that I know that life as well. So it was it was good to have some people there like that as well. That's nice. It's yeah. nice that you had a mix of friendship groups. It's yeah. nice that you're rounding out the year on this on this nice high. Mm. And it's been a it's been a growth. It's been a constant upward growth yeah. and this upward trend. Yeah. Which has been great because now all you've got to do is take that into if you apply to unis, yeah. Whereabouts are you thinking of going? Nottingham or what's top of the list? So Let's not, go with that. Nottingham. Nottingham. Nottingham so you just take you take the same mindset, you take that trajectory, yeah. you just apply it to that. Yeah, even though I'm a really sociable person and stuff, you still you still have that worry about oh, what's uni gonna be like. Yeah, it is and Nottingham's a big campus. Yeah. Have you spoken to anyone that's been to Nottingham yeah. before? Um, so kind my, of in the upper years yeah so my cousin who's finished there now and one of my family friends went there as well and they just said it's wicked it's, from what I hear it's a cool yeah, uni it's a cool uni to do what are you studying? international management hopefully international management yeah. and you said you were going to do you wanted to do a year abroad right? yeah I'm going to do a year abroad any ideas where? well we were talking about this earlier I, now I think about it, I, I, I would like to go to Vancouver but I've if it's on the list and yeah. if, you, if it's applicable. Yeah. But Nottingham do have like uh, campuses mm -hmm. elsewhere. So like in Malaysia and stuff oh, like that. Oh, dude, dude, do the East, man. That'd yeah. be crazy. I was like, oh, like they have like different, like they you got, can go live in Vancouver anytime. Yeah. It's super they got easy. They got a Nottingham University in Malaysia and China. And China and is it like is it Nottingham that do this kind of like tri-sport thing where they are, they have like their mini Olympics between all their campuses? It might, I don't well, know. It might. It's one of the universities in the Midlands. Yeah. And they do this thing where the campuses across the world, there's one in America. Yeah, it probably is not in them then. Possibly not. They do have campuses everywhere. And they call it, I think they call it like the triad games or something. I might be wrong. I came across it one time and I was like, this must be the most amazing uni sport <laughs> kind of coming together of all time. You're going to enjoy it. I, I think you're the type of person that's going to take it in his stride and really enjoy the experience. Yeah, I, I, I've always said I can't wait for uni because parties. And Don't build up the expectation. Yeah. I just know. just let it come. Let it take you for yeah. the ride. I think that's the best advice I can give. And first year does count. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't make that mistake. Yeah, you can party as much as you like, but first year counts. Yeah, 100%. That's what most people forget. But again, it might be slightly different for you because of COVID. Yeah. I think they, they might, like Birmingham, they lowered like grade requirements by right. one. But I don't know if Nottingham has done that, but they said they're going to give us content for the exams and they're going to lower the grade boundaries. But I'd be happy with no exams. So. Do you feel like you want to move out and go up there? Yeah, 100%. So your mum's just going to be left at home now? No. Ishan's coming back and commuting from Brighton. Oh, okay. So your brother's going to come so back. We're, we're doing like a little substitute. You can you can move the, yeah. like that, yeah. So if you push it down, it moves up. Oh, there you go. okay. Getting used to this podcasting thing. <laughs> yeah, no, he should come back. So your brother's going to come back. Yeah. He has spent time with your mom. So he'll be in your third year when you go into your first year. Yeah. Okay. And I think he's, he's, he's not doing a placement yet. I think he's just going to... He's, he's going to wrap gonna, it up. Yeah, he's going to wrap it out. up third year. Get out and maybe do like what like, do an internship or something like that. So what's it been like without Ishan around, it's your been, brother around? It's been, it's been, 
been hard. Why are you whispering? It's been hard. <laughs> you know why? Do you no, because obviously you know my mom's because <laughs> you know obviously my mom's not well. Right. So it's been like having my own child. Yeah. It yeah, it literally hurts. So I, I cook, I clean, I wash up. So I, in in, in a cook. weird way, it's sort of preparing you to live by yourself. Yeah, like it's literally it literally is like mum helps every now and when she can. But majority of the time it's like living by myself. Mm-hmm. So I wake myself up to go to school, go to school, walk home. I'd expect you to, Mr. I'm 18 yeah. years old now or 17 <laughs> years old now. God damn. You know, she used to wake me up all the time. Like, no, she didn't wake me up. Eshan used to wake me up all the time. Because mum used to, like, when I was in, when I was younger, mum used to leave at like 6.30 or something. Mm-hmm. So it'd just be me and Eshan in the house. And then at the time, I thought Eshan used to drive. Right. He'd wake me up and he'd be like, it's a nightmare. So when I told him, yeah, I wake myself up, he was so shocked because I wouldn't wake up. I'd be I'd be in bed till about 7.50 or something like that. And school starts at 8.30 and I've still got to do 15 minute walk up. <laughs> Just run up. It's, uh, it's a good, it's a good leg killer. <sighs> yeah, no, because he used to drive us. That's why he used to get me up earlier. And I was like, oh, I was tired. <laughs> yeah, but now, now, yeah, now it's literally like living by myself. Well, not like by myself, but it's like having a child. Having got, a child, looking after. Give her tablets when she needs her tablets. Really? Yeah. So you really are taking a lot, a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Upon yourself to to help mom. Yeah, she's taking CBD oil. Uh, it's good stuff. <laughs> that stuff's good stuff. It's really no, it really does help with the pain. I think hundred, well. but like, have you ta- have you taken some? No, no, I've never taken some. I highly recommend it if you ever yeah, had any know, sporting because injuries. Because watching her, she's been taking. How many milligrams does she take? Two drops. Two drops. Two drops. Yeah. You can show me the thing after. Yeah, I'll show you the thing after. But it's like she, on the Joe Rogan be... podcast now, aren't we? It's like talking about we're talking about CBD. It's like, yeah, I had this yeah, crazy experience. No, they take out the THC though. So yeah, obviously in the UK, it's not not legal just for clarification purposes. Yeah, that we're getting in trouble. All right, no, yeah. So she was on that Nambroxin and stuff like that. Right. And they're hardcore. Like, they're worse than codeine and stuff like that. You know codeine? Yeah, I've had codeine before. Yeah, that's what I was on for my knee. Mm. But she's on, like, something worse than that. I'm not going to lie. Codeine's some, some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I still have it. I still have it, obviously. <laughs> like, because I didn't take all of it because it just it's so un- it makes you so uncomfortable. Yeah. And then, yeah, so she, she, she was taking naproxen. And she's, like, she has she has little episodes where she, like, her arms, like, completely done out really yeah so she can't like she's just hurt like, agonizing pain Yee. yeah like i just can't home i just see tears and that's why like, oh shit okay so then but then she got this cbd oil mm-hmm. and it's just 100 percent hot see it most definitely has a positive impact on yeah. recovery and especially pain management yeah i know athletes take it and stuff mm. and I, i've got some issues with my lower my lower back my back and my knees and my ankles because coming back from india i lost 10 kilos wow in the space of a month. Were you eating out all the time? Yeah, but we stopped, right? Because we weren't sure if we were going to have food. And um, so me and my dad went, uh, went on to an intermittent fasting schedule. And we were doing yoga every day. And we reduced our food intake because we weren't, weren't sure how much food we were going to get. So we all sort of rationed it in the first month to see how we'd cope. And yeah. so I ended up losing 10. He ended up losing 10 or 15. Jesus. And so it kind of just dripped off me. I was just watching the scale, just go down and down. I was like, there's something wrong here. But the CBDs helped pain manage the my back and my ankles. Mm, I've got no cartilage in my ankles. Really? Yeah, because like um, from playing sports mm-hmm. so much, 
I roll my ankles all the time. So, so you, there's nothing left. Yeah. So like, dude, you should take it. Yeah. It's good stuff. So like, every, like if I go out, I'll roll my ankle at least twice. I'll ping you. Times. I'll ping you the link to my one. It's like um, it's this all rounded type thing. Yeah. And it it's it's pure CBD oil. It hasn't got anything else, any other oils mixed into it. And so I'll send you the link for it. And uh, I started off with the smallest drops, and even that, I think it was like twenty two milligrams. And it was just like I said, super helpful. Yeah, but it's good that to it's good that you're you're experiencing what it's like to look after someone. I think at such a young age as well. Yeah, but also not too young, young enough where you can manage your social life and manage your life, yeah. but also actually take on board some of the responsibilities of almost like a yeah. father figure in a it's way. It's been right? hard to manage both. You think, especially the study side. Yeah, it's been hard to like. But solid work. But I take take this as like practice, because uni comes around, it's gonna be ten times worse because you're gonna potentially want to go out yeah. for like drinks, or you want to go out if you drink, uh, you want to go out and play football because yeah. you got or or rugby, whichever one or whatever, socials, nights out, stuff like that. And this is sort of like practice. Yeah, and it's like, um, so I know that you're a um, single mayor of family. That's the one we're going for, <laughs> right? and what okay so to dive into this a little what's that been like because i can't imagine it's been easy uh i've i i thought my life has been good really i'm pretty grateful for my life not from that perspective i'm not talking about life itself but not having a figure um it's been it's been hard sometimes but Mm -hmm. it's been it's been really good sometimes what I've realised is that from having a single mum, she becomes both parents. Right. So she, she embodies father and mother. Like, I don't want to speak for people who don't have, like, who, who have a mum and dad. But if you just have, like, if, like when you have a single parent, that is the most important person in the world. Right. Like, because they're two, imagine two parents in one person. Like, that's how much they matter to you. Mm. Like, that's how much love you will have for them. But then there are jobs which a mom can't do. Such as? So, I don't, it's, it's, it's hard to think, but there are things which a mom can't do. So, at, in some instances, so my brother would have to step up and, because I'm the youngest mm-hmm. sibling, my brother would have to step up and be like the father figure in some sense. And then I take it like my uncles, mm-hmm. they've been father figures. But because my mum's like like, clo- like her closest friends are more women, mm-hmm. is being like, yeah, they they they're father figures, but they're still your uncles. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the father son relationship mm-hmm. unless you're hundred like really close with them. But all of my family live like twenty uh, thirty minutes. So there's never been a family member that's like around the corner. Yeah, and like stuff literally like just round the corner. Like only yeah, but I'm older now, so it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. Of course, yeah. But so your brother took on the mantle in some cases, of, in some cases or stepped up yeah. to the plate of being, being yeah, his father figure. What's that? He like? was only he was only two he's only two years older than So me. you don't see him as a yeah. father, you I see mean, him as a brother, as a friend, right? If it was the age difference between me and you, yeah. then I wouldn't see him more as a father figure. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's just two years, one and a, uh, two and a half years, it's not a massive difference, is it? Because Did it strain you, your relationship with your brother? Oh yeah, we've had fights, yeah. Like big bust ups yeah we've 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 had big bust ups before but i think our relationship now is better than it was 
it's a work in progress right? yeah because obviously we're young we're just emotions are flying like left right center up down yeah left ups and downs but now it's fine because he's at uni and he's had a lot of stress taken off because i think it was he's got to live a little maybe yeah he's got to live a little because me and my brother i don't i don't know if you realize but we're def- very different people oh yeah um his Ishan is a completely different character and similar to how my brother is a different character to me yeah like two two ends of a spectrum almost in your case yours is a little bit actually no it's probably the same yours is very different yeah like my mum has explained to it many times how different like we are when did that when did that kind of when did you understand that you were different um, from him that is not different in general ever since um my mum divorced right yeah because she no not not everything it was a bit later on to that so i think because we lived in the i don't know you know did you know us when we lived in the flat yeah yeah so i think it was just after we moved out of the flat mm-hmm. when because I, I was about 11 10 so I, I was like but i think i grew up from a very early age okay so I became, not grew up, but I became really, I've been independent, like really independent person. Fast track growth. Yeah, I haven't really, well, I've, I've needed my mum for a lot of stuff, but I'm trying to think of an example. So like, I've relied on myself. I've been You've really put the weight on your shoulders, you haven't put on, so you haven't needed yeah, other people. Because the worst thing is stressing out a single parent. Right. Because they've got no one to lean on. Mm-hmm. Other than their children, but mm-hmm. if they're stressed, if the children's stressed on the they can't. can't can't show you can't show weakness. Yeah, or at but, least that's what it feels like. You know, I've realised as well. Like. Me, my mum, and my brother are closer as a family than I think. No, a f- three person family is like really close, mm-hmm. like really close. It's weird. It's weird. Like when I look at it from outside, not really. I sh- it's not. It's not closer than a four-person family. Uh, you'd be surprised. I I know what you're on about here because obviously I did a six-month stint in India with both my parents. So it was yeah. just like kind of like a three-person family, and you do grow together. You grow close. Very yeah, that's quickly. what I mean. You grow together more than you would yeah. in like a bigger family. And if you've got like, I can imagine if you've got many siblings, like it's the the learnings and the experiences of life are spread out over mm. all of them. So you've got all of these different personalities coming together and clashing and that's good for growth but um when you're able to channel that energy in a three-person family when you're older you're conscious and, and whatnot and you're slightly more aware of what you're doing and how you're doing it yeah you do grow faster yeah and it sucks because samir wasn't there mm. and it sucks because Ishan isn't here right now together with you but you know sometimes you do need that breathing space yeah like it's been nice on my own i got that it's been really like of course it is i can imagine it was nice yeah so last year because Ishan was at uni it was nice. I just had to I'm yet to dive into him about <laughs> about his time away from me. Like we we touched on it, but I need it's to I properly dive in. TV on myself, TV to myself. <laughs> Haven't got to worry about fridge is full. <laughs> it's, I can't lie. It's been, it's, it's, been it's, it's, it's been a good life. It's been a good life. Yeah. <laughs> what are what are some of the learnings you've taken away from from being in a, in a single parent family? Like what um, what would you recommend? Like if there are other kids going through the same stuff that you've been through. And growing up and in a single parent family and just like, they need a little bit of hope. What would you say? Yeah, you can't, you need to be supportive of the single parent, really. Like you got so it goes up. both ways. Yeah, you've got to step up because they're hurting as much as you're hurting. Mm. So if you don't step up, they're just going to be broken. 
But with me, it's been quite hard to learn stuff. How come? Because as I told you back in the day, I was really like between like year seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. I was like really um, immature person where I didn't want to like be proved wrong or mm-hmm. learn anything new. I was cocky, stuff like that. And then from, yeah, so from that, it's like the same instance as a school. I didn't, like when my mum would tell me off, I wouldn't have it. I, I, I wouldn't have it. Right. But I'd, 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 I had arguments with my mum, but I never had a big, big argument with my mum. Like my brother would. I never had a big argument with my mum like my brother has. But it's weird because I was a re- rebellious child. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I was seen as. So that's why I would have arguments with my mum because I, I, I don't know, like I'd go out, not come home till for when she said so mm-hmm. stuff like that like that's that little arguments like that okay so it's like almost not petty stuff in a way yeah but it's less about kind of ideology yeah. out a lot but i think having a single mum is 10 times different to have if you would have if you were to have a single dad right because having a single mum is like they're your child within yourself because they're a mum mm-hmm. at the end of the day they're they're quite like emotional and stuff like that unless they're a different person where they 100% be but my mom especially she's a very emotional person right and she uh, she takes a lot of stuff to heart so if you say something she takes that uh, yeah 100% and if like someone does something it, she'll take it to heart and if if that happens you've just got to be supportive really because if you it, it works both ways but more with my mom you've got to be more supportive to her than she is to you because I don't know, I don't know how, like, I don't really pay attention to how supportive she is to me, but I know how supportive she, how much she's done for us. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think many people know in depth how much she's done for me in Egypt. If you've got to learn something, one thing that's come out of being in a single parent household is that it's grown me up so much. And so you grow up to life quickly. Yeah. So Do you feel that the youth... Yeah, so when I stopped talking to my dad, mm-hmm. that was, it wasn't, I think, I haven't, four or five years, around, something right. like that. But that's some, that transitioning period where I started to calm. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's when you became your own person. Yeah, that's when I, my mindset's changed. And now I'm just a calm person because when you have your mind to yourself, you're literally, I was, I felt free, oh. if you know what I mean. I felt free when I cut, cut ties because I, I just I, I felt like a fly yeah my mum was still like a bit like strict but yeah but I can imagine for though, me and all she wants to do is protect you right yeah hundred. They're just it's little stuff yeah for me and myself like myself I felt really free that's awesome because I didn't have to worry about anything I didn't have to worry about keeping in touch so I, I, I wouldn't have to worry about anything it was I it was a massive burden taken off my shoulders your shoulders that's incredible I appreciate you taking the time to speak about that because it's not an easy topic, I must imagine. Nah, it's quite a hard topic to it think is. about as well. How does it make you feel? Like, how do you, how do you feel that going forward, would you change anything? Would I change? What? Would, would I, you change anything? Um, Are you happy? You content? You know what? I'm happy. With, okay. Okay. No, in terms of the, the conversation we've had. Yeah. I'm happy with everything I've done. And life in general? 
life in general, like there obviously there's stuff which you change, like so, like. Um, but uh, you know, the topics that we've covered, like you've obviously gone from you've you've grown through this naughty thing. You've grown as a as a kid yeah. in a single parent family. Yeah. Would you change in any of your experiences through the growth of you? Because you know, I'm, maybe I'm not saying it right, but your growth yeah. is subject um, to your experiences, right? That you've gone through. Well, not everyone's perfect. Uh huh. Oh, granted, I'm not yeah, perfect. Yeah, so not everyone's perfect. So, obviously, there's stuff I'd change to make myself better, a better person than I am now. Because I'm not the best person now. I've improved a lot. My emotions, myself, my life, my school, education. I've, I've improved a lot. Like, if there was an award for most improved, I'd be up and running for that. No, you wouldn't be up and running, you get it, mate. <laughs> we ain't doing none of this. I don't think I'm going to get head boy stuff anymore. But if there was an award for, uh, I don't know, the winner, mm. I don't think I'd get it. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think I'd get a top five, top three. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'd win the best person. But I think I'd get the most improved person. I like the fact that you've you've taken on this kind of lens of looking at your life through how do I make myself a better person? Yeah. Which is what I'm trying to do as well with my YouTube. But I think it's really cool that you're young, right? Like Mm. in the grand scheme of things, you're young. I'm not much older. I'm still young as well. And I try and, I like to keep that mentality of being young. But this is a topic that, and a lens that looking through life, people don't, or a lot of older people come to later in life. Yeah. But the fact you're doing it now and if you can hold it, and build it into kind of your psyche of how you look at life. I think you'll, you'll go on leaps and bounds. You know what it is, yeah? It's when people say, if you talk about stuff, it, it will help. Mm. I never believed that until now. Really? Yeah, I never, be, like, I've, I've never, ever, this is the first time I've ever really had a massive conversation about things like this, really, like outside. Obviously, I've known in my brain that I've improved and stuff like that. But to actually have a full-blown conversation about my life in general is like weight lifted off my shoulders. Because mm. I had like, it felt like the blood was rushing to my, like before this conversation, mm-hmm. like, not even before this conversation, but like before like uh, at school, especially yeah. because a lot of stress building up for exams, stuff like that. I'm thinking about stuff that I could have done. I'm thinking about like life in general. And it's like all the, all the, like not pain, but all the, um, you've got a lot of stress building up in your brain. Mm-hmm. And then when you let that, when you let it all out and speak about stuff, you've got little holes in your head, just letting it all out like air, like your head can breathe. Like a uh, pressure cooker. Yeah, hundred percent. And you, it's like, you can breathe again. So like when I try to think of like stress in general right now, oh. cause I've talked about, it, I've got it out. You, you I can't really think about anything I'm stressed about. And it's just, it's like, it's a re- I think it's really helped me as well. What, sitting down like this? Yeah, just, just having a chat because I've never really had a chat it's with It's powerful, anyone. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just, it's just like when people say you're better off talking, like you're 100% are. It's just that you never know the, isn't, you're never quite sure on who to talk to and how to talk. Yeah, because I've, talk. Yeah, I've still got that mindset in mind that if you talk to someone, you're, you shouldn't really talk to people, you're a man. That's, that's I've still got. Oh, that's still that's still kind of yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I've I've got that in my mind, which I know. I had to bu- shake that off. Yeah, I know it's bullshit, but I still got it in my mind. But now what I've talked about it, it's being calm. That's awesome. Yeah, like I said, I, I I do appreciate you 
sharing your thoughts and feelings, but we can wrap this up. And I just want to say thank you for sharing your experiences and sharing your story. That's I'd okay. love to have you on again after you've finished uni. Not finished uni, after you've kind of started and got into okay. it. Because it would be interesting to use this as a <laughs> reference point and then dive into change from now until then. Yeah, kind of. And then you can see it as well and talk about some of the stresses that you're having and some of the experiences that you've had in between that. Because this year is going to be stressful in the run up to the yeah, end. But 100%. also uni is going to be not stressful, but like a fun stress of clicking with people and if your friends are going or not going and, and whatever that happens. But yeah. I appreciate Eight, you take. I, I appreciate you <laughs> taking the time to sit down with me. I've really enjoyed this, and it's been nice catching up. Yeah, it's been really good catching up. It's been a long time. It has been. It has been. But <laughs> we'll, we'll put an end on it and a, and a full stop there. So that's fine. I will catch you very soon. Then, yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, man.